Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. It's your boy Dom, and I'm here for another episode of Red Cup Philosophy, the podcast. Check it. Today with me, I have none other than dancer, choreographer, creative director, and now author, a really good friend of mine. Y'all help me welcome Jamal Joseph. Hola. What's good? <laughs> what's good bro what's up man i'm so happy you're here with me yes so happy to be here listen listen we we've known each other for years now it's a long time it's it's, it's been a long time been a long time and and we have plenty of pouring sessions oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we just gonna we just gonna have those conversations for the rest of the world to listen to. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you got your cup? Uh sure. You didn't sound too confident about that. Well, you got your cup? I'm, I'm trying to get ready for my birthday, so I can't, <laughs> can't get too much cup. Listen, but you got your cup. Let's pull up. Mm-hmm. You drink a little bit. Just drink a little bit. This is the pre. This is the pre turner. <laughs> 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 All right, so check it. For those who don't know, you have choreographed and danced pretty much everywhere for a whole bunch of people on a whole bunch of platforms. I'm talking pre-Grammy highlights, um, Saturday Night Live, NBC, season one um, of World of Dance. You've worked and you've You've danced on and you've also choreographed for like the BET Awards, the Trumpet Awards, America's Got Talent. But most people recognize you from you actually being one of the steppers who taught Beyonce how to step for the Beachella performance, which was in 2018, right? Yep, 2018. Wow. Like, that's dope. You know what I mean? Like, Beyonce is probably one of the the probably the greatest performer that we have alive right now that's on that level. And for you to have been an intricate part of that performance speaks volumes, number one, to your work ethic and to what you bring to the table. Cause we all know Beyonce work hard. Let's just yeah. put that. We know that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for you to get to that point and might I add, like I said, we've known each other for years. So I know a little bit, of the backstory before you even got to that point. You know what I'm saying? And what I want to ask you is, at what point were you able to authentically and fully step into the mindset and the title of being a choreographer? Um, I don't think I was ever really able to step into it. I was kind of pushed into it. Um, Mm. so I, um, you know, after, after I had choreographed, uh, the show, I didn't really tell people I choreographed it. And then I woke up and people were like, oh, he did this and he did that. And he did this section. And so I think at first people just thought I did the suck on my ball section. And then I was, they realized I did like seven of the seven sections of the show. And I, Everybody just was like, oh, you're a choreographer, you're a choreographer. And I was really upset because people forgot that I was a dancer. And really, I, yeah, because 
then I wasn't getting hired for the dance jobs and choreographers didn't want to hire me because they were like, you're a choreographer, like, you know, just go choreograph. And I felt like I didn't get all the experiences I wanted dance wise yet. So it was almost like a stumbling block for me because now, um, of course, when people find out there's something, they box you into one thing. So mm-hmm. like, you're a dancer. Oh, you're a dancer. And then it's like, you're a choreographer. Oh, you're a choreographer. And it's like, you no longer dance now. And, you know, even with me saying that I wrote a book, now people, oh, you're an author, so you don't dance anymore? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can have different things, but it's not viewed that way. So I didn't really notice it. And I still kind of deal with it when people be like, he's an choreographer extraordinaire. And I'm like, am I? Like, you know... (laughs) I didn't really take the same ropes as a lot of other people, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that I'm still learning a lot of things. So I think sometimes I feel like, yes, I can choreograph, but I haven't mastered it to where I want to just be calling myself that all the time. Funny you should say that, because I think that that mindset keeps you hungry. And it keeps you steady working for and striving towards that that idea of, okay, now I can accept this title and I can embody this title and I am this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even even as a dancer, it seems like you still have to constantly prove that you are a dancer. Right. You still have to learn. Yeah. So just adding on another title doesn't help. Even though some people may rank choreographer above dancer, you know, because you're the one who's teaching the dances, but. Well, it's actually what made it harder was because I thought that, but then choreography turned into, um, you had to know production side of things. So I needed to know lighting. I needed to know staging. I needed to know mm. sound. So I was on jobs and they were like, the choreographers here come to the production meeting and they were like, so where are the dancers are going to be? How do you want the lights on them? And which light do you want to use and which camera angle? Do-? I was like, wait, I don't know what these cameras are called. I don't know what these lights are called. <laughs> I was kind of faking it and trying to figure it out, but it kind of put on a whole nother um, thing because when you're a choreographer, you're a part of the creative team. So you're almost right. directing and that's, a whole nother field that then I developed that title. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm still learning this. So, <laughs> uh, it, it kind of was just like, every time you put out something new, people put the title on it. Right. It's almost like being in a relationship and you're like, Ooh, cause you know, with God in one, like, dang, like, can we not say boyfriend, girlfriend? Now I understand why people don't want to put the title on things. Cause it complicates things. Listen, not only that, but then it comes with expectations. Yeah. And and you have, you, they, because of those expectations, because of those titles, to your point, it's just like a relationship. You feel like you have to deliver and you have to, um, you know, be and live up to all of those different expectations. Yeah. And I know that it can be stressful. I know that it can be hard. I know that on this journey of being um, a servant leader and being a creative especially being a creative director and being, you know, all of these different things that there's, there's, it's like a roller coaster, right? There's the highs of the highs and then there's the lows of the lows. You know what I mean? And because I know you personally, I know that you've, you've been on that roller coaster. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you've you've been to a place and to a point in your life where you lost your apartment and you lost your car, but you've also been to the place in your life and in your journey where you've choreographed for the top selling artists of the time. You know what I mean? So like when you're going on that journey, that up and that down, that up and that down, that up and that down, um, why didn't you give up? Um, I think that the first reason is a very selfless reason. It was because of people. Uh, mm. I think that it's just worse to look like a failure in front of people. But I think that over the years, there were so many people who invested in me. They gave me money, a place to stay, or they connected me with people, or they they just helped me throughout those hard times. And I feel like mm-hmm. it would have been more of a slap in the face to to say, well, that's cool that y'all did all that for me, but now I don't want to do it anymore. And I think that that would be, um, it's like not paying it forward, which is oh, okay. to me, because now I would feel like I owe all of these people everything instead of showing them exactly what I did with whatever they invested in me with. Mm. That's why I didn't give up. Second thing is, I honestly got older and I said, I'm getting too old to figure out something else. And I would have to go back to school. I already didn't like school. I would have to do this and that. And I need a master's. And then I got to go internship and be working for free. I was like, that's starting all over. So it's like, listen, you're going to either make this work or make it work. There was like no other option um, for it. And I, and I got tired of calling friends and I got tired of saying, this everything that was going wrong so Mm -hmm. that's why i didn't give up and then honestly every time i tried to give up it was like god just gave me another job and i was like and you know i think there was a lot of lessons that's that's a whole nother topic but oh no go there we could talk about that come on pull out well i just think that um, in this field, and this is something that I'm struggling with right now, is that in our field, we tend to be on the go because we are independents and we're we're working, we're trying to um, we're trying to be our manager, we're trying to be our own assistant, we're trying we're trying to do all wear all of these different hats, and it gets a little tricky because we tend to lose focus on God, but not intentionally. We just be like, you know, hey, like. I forgot to pray. Like, I don't even pray for my food anymore. And that's something I was raised to do. I just don't, unless there's a whole bunch of people at the table. But then when I get home, I'm like, I'm hungry. I've been in rehearsal all day and I don't even think about it. <laughs> and I just be like, listen, just eat. And I got to work on Like, stuff like that, is you, you forget. No, I, I totally agree. And I could definitely see that, not only in your journey, but also in mine. You know, um, Sometimes in this industry, like to your point, we just go, 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 go. You know what I mean? The next job, the next job, the next opportunity, the next opportunity. And we forget that it's a gift. And we forget that we've been given this gift and this opportunity. And yes, we're grateful for it. We're never not grateful for it. But sometimes we get so caught up in the work that we forget that that it is our passion, right? And that 
we get lost in the work and we forget our why we're doing it. You know what I mean? We kind of fall out of love with it because we're so routine in it and we have to take a break. We have to, we have to take a break. We have to stop. We have to figure out, okay, I love this thing to your point. It's a relationship. I love you right now. I'm not in love with you mm-hmm. and I need to figure out how can I fall back in love with you? Yep. That's where I am right now. So you're trying to fall back in love with with creating, with dancing, with choreographing, with the arts. I think I'm trying to fall in love with dancing. Um, I feel like choreography isn't dance. Choreography is just teaching somebody moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's putting together the picture. That's easy, to be honest. You know, mm. instructing everyone else what to do. And they have to be passionate enough to dance. So that's more of dictating, um, creating visions and stuff. I think that if you're a creative person, you're going to always visualize and you're going to always come up with a new project or a new something. Mm -hmm. The drive and ambition to want to do it is a little bit different. Um, The love for it to want to execute it is different as well. Um, to where you could just be like, Hey, like I'm doing this because I can. And it doesn't feel the same as doing it because it was just organic. And we can see that like through people, when they perform, when they put it out, we can tell why they're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it when we've seen artists saying, you'd be like, they didn't want to be up there. And they just got off the stage. You can tell when you've gone to some of their concerts. You like, listen, I paid a hundred and some dollars to get into this concert for the nosebleed and come on now. Gave me a 30 minute set and was like, all right, y'all, bye. And I was like, Ooh. dang, ain't no love. Like, you know, we <laughs> we here to be you. So um, <laughs> you you can just tell. So I, I don't I know that for a fact there are reasons that I don't love dance as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. And I'm forcing myself to fall back in love with it. Well, one of the things that um, I know for a fact is that you have been able to speak those things that are not as though they were. Right. Um, And I have seen that several times over the course of, the years that we've known each other, like you were there when I at a pivotal point in my life where I was literally starting my company and starting my baby. And um, you you helped. You know what I mean? You contributed. You gave me advice. You gave me ideas. And and we leaned on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but here recently. In 2019. Um, you and I had a conversation. Um, for those who don't know, we both, Jamal and I both are brothers of the oldest <laughs> and the coldest, um, black letter Greek organization. And last year we were talking about some of the things that we wanted to do within the organization. Right. One thing for me, I was about a year in, I was a Neo one year in still had sand behind my ears, whole nine. And um, <laughs> we were talking and you and, and I said, well, one thing that I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to step. Right. I've never stepped. I've always wanted to be in a step show. 
Now, that wasn't my reason for joining. However, that was just one of the things I was like, you know what? That's one of the things that I want to do. You being the celebrity choreographer that you are had um, choreographed and stepped in numerous of step shows at this point. And you had a you had an idea that you wanted to put together a show for our general convention that was coming up. Right. So we was talking about it. We was like, yeah, you know, this is what I wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I was like, this would be cool. And that'd be cool. It was like, oh, wow, this would be dope. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? And we ended the conversation. We was good. Not even a week later. You call me and you was like, yo, so I got a phone call from the convention chair and he wants me to put together a step team um, for the step show for the convention. And I was like, oh, that's dope, right? I was like, look, look at you. You know, you said it last week. It happened this week. Come on, God. That's manifestation right there. <laughs> I was like, that's dope. That's dope. And then you was like, I want you to be on the step team. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, I've never stepped a day in my life. I've danced a couple of times. I choreographed a couple of times. Not like you. Not on your level. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I know my skill set and I know my level set on in my skills. I ain't there yet. So you asked me and I was like, oh, I have to produce the show. I don't think I'm going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll help. I'll help whatever I need to do. So we moved closer to the date. Um, I ended up being in L.A. literally like a week before the convention. And you brought together a group of guys to step and be an exhibition team during this step show. Um, I would say 90 to 95 percent of the guys, I think all but maybe two well, three, including me, had stepped before. Right. They were professional dancers, professional steppers like. They 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 do this. They choreograph. They do this. They're in the arts. They're in the, you know, that whole dance scene and everything like that. So we're going to rehearsals. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I just had to make sure because I'm keep me honest. <laughs> I know how I was feeling. So <laughs> we're going through, um, we're, we're in rehearsals and y'all had started like two days before I got there. And I had like maybe six days to learn a full out routine. Mind you, when Jamal choreographed, none of his best work is synchronized. (laughs) Where we hear in our heads, repetitive steps, repetitive patterns and all that type of stuff. Not you. (laughs) You, the things you hear is like, a little child beating on pots and pans and it's sort of like there's something there that's consistent but is not to the natural ear mm-hmm. um so runs, basically that's what i do i said i do kimberell runs but stepping that's what i do oh my gosh <laughs> here you go so <laughs> so so we in rehearsal and none of this shit made sense to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, you switching it up right now. We, you know, I know four counts. Okay, four counts, four counts, four counts. All right, four makes eight. Eight makes 16. But we're not going to repeat the same four again? It don't make sense. Like, how are you doing this? So we're in rehearsal. And by like day two, 
I'm starting to feel defeated. <laughs> it's written on my face. I'm like, Jamal, just put me in the back. You know what? Better yet, I'll just train off the side mm-hmm. of the stage. Like, <laughs> you ain't got to, to put me on in this entire show. And you was just like, no, 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 keep doing it, keep doing it. All right, okay, just slow it down. Okay, well, you'll pick it up tomorrow. You'll get it. You know, you was giving me all of this little BS shit. That I was just like, yo, like, stop playing with me. Like, I'm not getting it. You see that I'm not getting it. So, like, one day I even came by your house during the day. Mind you, we were rehearsing, like, what, 9 p.m. to, like, 1 in the morning? Yeah. Something like that. Like, five nights in a row. And I still wasn't getting it. And you didn't stop. Like, you built on what you added on to what you had taught the night before. So, it wasn't like you was going back and reteaching and making sure everybody was solid on it. I had to just, like, pick up and go. And I wasn't getting that. And I was feeling defeated, came by the house, got extra practice, still wasn't getting it. And about day three, maybe day four, I realized something. What I realized was that you were not going to let me quit. That regardless of how hard I thought it was, how hard it, how difficult it came to me. and how unskilled I was in it. You said, no, you're going to be in this show and you're going to do this show and, and you're not going to be in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going you're gonna to have a spot just like everybody else got their spot, but you would not let me quit. You would not let me give up. You had more faith in me than I had in myself in that moment. And I saw that And because I saw that, it gave me more faith. It gave me more strength. It gave me more of a reason to to continue and work. And it made me work harder, right? Like I started to give more energy. I started to put more into it. And sure enough, I wasn't the best one on the stage when we went to perform. However, you gave me the opportunity to do something that I've always wanted to do. And that was step in a step show for my fraternity. And I am so grateful for your determination that you translated and you poured into me your accountability, your manifestation and your just your determination and everything that that you really was just like, you know what? No, you're going to do this because this is something that you want to do and you're going to be a part of it. You wouldn't let me quit. So I said that to say this. I'm not ever going to let you quit. I don't care where you are. Why are you laughing? Because you know I'm telling the truth. Because mm-hmm. you, you know how we do. When one of us is low, we pour into the other one. Simple as that. And on this journey of the highs and the lows and everything that we go through, literally, it's these times where we can lean on each other, right? It's these times where we have to lean on each other and that we have to pour into each other and we have to not let each other quit. So I get it. I get your process, bro. Take your time. Take your time. Grow in this thing. Fall back in love with it. But um, you ain't stopping. You still got most stuff to, to do. Trust me. I hear that so much. You got so much to do. And I'm not about to let you quit. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> sure, that's what you say now. But when I call you and you lay, and you sleep and you lay on the couch, I'll be like, "Get your ass up! Let's see how you hear me then." We don't see. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I would just say thank you for that. And I got you. Literally. I got you, bro. So if you would pour out one last shot of wisdom. Um if someone is saying no, that there is a yes somewhere. Um, mm. Keep asking until you get your yes. And I think that a lot of times in things that I've done, I'm that yes, even though to most people, it's like, you know, I'm just not enough yet. But keep pushing in their face. They'll say yes, too. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that shot. Yeah. I'll take that shot. Jamal Joseph, you guys. Jamal Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>